Nice mm-hmm. to talk to a Trojan that was wearing number three key that won a Heisman Trophy. Yes, that is Culver joining us right now. Carson, good morning. How Nick are you? Carson. Great. How are you guys doing? Man, let's right. go hook up for some catches. And man, I don't need you at my quarterback spot. <laughs> man, my shoulder's done. I, I, I can't throw right. I, you don't want my left handed throws. <laughs> After I just watched I'm Arizona Cardinals. Sure right? I just I saw Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they might take your left hand. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Everybody good? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm getting over the Trojan flu from Saturday, so you know, watching that debacle up in Stanford, I'm getting getting over it a little bit, but then I gotta go to Texas to figure that one out. So we'll see. After watching after watching us on Saturday, Carson, what what did you how did you feel watching the game and coming away with a L? Well, as as hard as it is is to, to take that L, I can't wait for this quarterback to play again. He, this kid is special. This kid is different. Um, you saw a little bit of his, his elusiveness. He is slippery in that pocket. He can move. He can extend plays. He can throw the ball accurately. I thought there were some kind of silly things that that um, shouldn't happen that happened. Um, it's just as far as, as overall the way the game went. But the future is bright. I can't wait to watch this guy play this next week. Mm-hmm. Carson Palmer joining us. Carson, when, when does it – click as far as a young quarterback is it you know in that first season does it have to go through a full year is it a moment is it a play is it a series to win okay I, I got this I know what I'm doing out here now I, I don't I don't think JT is going to take very long I think I, I think at the end of the season if he stays healthy you're going to look at his numbers against all the other Pac-12 quarterback numbers and go wow he had a great year he he had just as many passing yards as so-and-so and just as many touchdowns and just as few as interceptions as so-and-so I think you're going to sit back and, and look at this kid's body of work from this year and go, wow, this guy, this guy's going to be a really, really good player and already is a good player. They've got a lot of stuff going on around them, um, but I think this team's going to continue to get better and better just because this quarterback is that good. The quarterback may be that good, but he's only as good as the plays that are being called. Were you happy with the offensive scheme from Saturday's game? Well, I think they just wanted to protect him a little bit. I mean, that that's a weird – Stanford's an eerie place to play, especially if it's your first Rome game of your career and you're only 19 years old or 18 years old. Uh, I think it was conservative, and, and they wanted to, um, you know, not put him in, in too many situations where, you know, he's got to get through a first, second, and third read at the top of a seven-step drop. I think they kept the passing game short. They kept it pretty vanilla. I think these coaches are going to go back and look at that game film now and say, okay, we can put a little bit more on his plate. We can open things up a little bit more. We can get him to go through some more progressions and more reads because everything was pretty simple and, um, like I said, very vanilla. But, I, you know, if if they were to come out with a win, everybody would say, man, they kept it really easy and they did such a great job to, you know, to keep it very simple for JT in his first road win. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to be the Monday morning, morning quarterback and say they should have done more of this, should have done more of that after a loss. But I just think that these coaches are going to see how comfortable he was, he was and how well he played and that they can put more and more on his plate as they continue to play. Uh, Carson Palmer, former Heisman Trophy winner at USC, one of our greatest quarterbacks ever played the position, joining us here on Keyshawn, LZ, and Travis. Now moving forward to the NFL, taking a look at the first week of the NFL season and having an opportunity to be an Oakland Raider once upon a time in your career, seeing Khalil Mack on Sunday night and what the havoc that he caused for the Green Bay Packers, how surprised are you that he could was able to do that despite not being in training camp and just joining the team? Well, I, I really wasn't surprised. I, I mean, I didn't think he was going to have a, a 
you know, a sack fumble and a pick six. But um, <laughs> at defensive end, I mean, you put your hand in the ground and go. There, there's not a whole lot of coaching of Khalil Mack. You let you let him be Khalil. Um, you know, there's not a ton to do. They don't do it. You know, the the Bears aren't a big um, blitz zone team where he's having to drop into coverage and cover guys. I love the game plan. Put him in the dirt, put his hand on the ground, and let him go get the quarterback. And um, If there's any position you can miss training camp and not know the entire playbook defensively, it's probably defensive end. And He's he's a top two or three defensive end in, in the NFL, so really wasn't that surprised. I mean, it was an, an absolutely amazing game when you look at everything around it and him going into Green Bay and only being there for a week. But at the end of the day, when you talk about a specimen and an absolute freak and a monster on the field, I really wasn't that surprised that he was that dominant. Were you surprised that he was wearing a Chicago Bears jersey? <laughs> you know, I get both sides of it. Um, I would ne- I would make sure that never happened. It, it would never come to that point. Um, but to Coach Gruden's point, I mean, they-, they went out and signed a bunch of other guys with the money they had set aside for Khalil, and he turned down the deal, and, and they had to go and sign other guys when free agency opened. So, I mean, I get that. I'm not sure exactly who he signed for that money that was supposed to go to Khalil. I'd like to see at the end of the year if if uh, those guys' stats add up to what Khalil ends up doing in Chicago. But, man, I'm never – there's only so many of those guys um, in the league, let alone on each team. But there's only a handful of guys that are that much – um, of game changers like Khalil is. I, I, I can't see ever letting that guy walk out the building, especially when you drafted him. Carson, I know quarterbacks like to protect quarterbacks and you don't, you know, necessarily like to talk about the quarterback position. But when you look at the NFL as a whole and you start to get away from the front line guys, you've obviously never been in this position before as a backup quarterback in your rookie year, but I'm talking about long-term backup. How come the backup quarterback position in the National Football League just seems to be such a major drop-off from the starters? Why is that? Well, it's kind of like what we're talking about with Khalil. There's only so many. Um, There's not 31 great ones. There's only one Aaron Rodgers. There's only one Tom Brady. Uh, there's only one Drew Brees, and then everything kind of falls off and, and falls into place. I, I think there's a handful of, of, of quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl and, and can take over a game. I mean, you look at the Cam Newtons, you look at the Russell Wilsons, you look at the Andrew Lux. Uh, there's a bunch. There, there's a bunch of guys, and, and a bunch in the NFL is ten. If there's ten guys that can take over a game and dominate a game and win a Super Bowl for your team, that's a lot. Um, but the backup position, I mean, there's such a drastic difference between those guys and then everybody else. I mean, there's a handful of starters uh, or it's not even close. And then there's backups where it's, it's not even close to, to the, the starters that aren't to the level that, that Drew Brees and, and, and Rodgers and all these other guys are. So, I mean, it's, it's like any other position, Keyshawn. You know, there's some great dominant receivers like yourself, and then there's other guys that can run pretty good routes and catch the ball. Well, there's some great dominant quarterbacks that can throw the ball all over the field and take you down in two minutes. And then there's some other guys that they can complete a curl and they can throw a decent go ball. But there's such a drastic difference uh, between the top-level guys and then really everybody else. Former NFL quarterback Carson Palmer joining us right now. The NFL Network's A Football Life is coming back on Friday, September 14th. This one, Carson, is featuring you. It's the one-hour show. You've got interviews with yourself, Larry Fitzgerald, Bruce Arians, Pete Carroll, uh, Chad Ochocinco, and others. Have you gotten a chance to see it, or are you going to see it with us on Friday night? 
Yeah, I don't get to see it till Friday. They haven't they haven't sent me any copies or any. Um, I haven't even seen the commercial. I got a, a couple of text messages about the commercial for it, so I, I haven't seen anything. I'm watching it fresh, like everybody else, on Friday. Carson, six thousand seven hundred eighty-five square feet, two pools, a movie theater. Did anybody have a bigger house in Arizona than you? <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald does. <laughs> There you go. There's the answer to your question. All right, got to get an invite. Yeah, then. Larry has the house, and then it's Carson. Right. Carson, appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Woo-woo! Uh, you, you got it. That's Carson Palmer. Uh, Football Life with Carson Palmer. Friday, September 14th, 5 o'clock Pacific. And uh, Carson will be watching it when we watch it, I guess. I guess in this movie theater of his old house or something like that.